today is April 27th, 2021, and I'm going to record for you uh, the 18th version of the Positivity Wall as I look at my wall because I, I had them all put up, put up on the wall. Um, it was, you know, it, it's just been incredible. <laughs> Um, I only have two more placards on the wall. The 18th is down. That's been something that I've been doing. Um, so it's just one of those one of those things that I'm really proud of. I'm very the, the closer I get, you're gonna have these moments where I start and I just kind of have these, it's a celebration, <laughs> bitches. <laughs> uh, and so I'm, I'm very, very proud of this series. I'm very proud as we come to a close of it um, because it's going to free me up to be creative in many other ways. And so um, we start this with a thinking out loud like I said, I give you no more announcements until we get out of the cycle of this. There are no announcements. We're kind of holding some thoughts on things, and that's fine. Uh, the truth about what what I'm doing is I'm I don't know. I'm, I'm so <laughs> I can't tell you how excited I've just been with what I've been doing and this positivity wall and just trying to live up to it and honor. Um, my commitments to myself before all else. It's been very challenging. It's been very interesting, but it's definitely something that, um, it's definitely something that I'm appreciating more and more. And so the more and more I think about um, where I'm going and, and what I'm doing creatively, I think about this series and I think for this episode today, the card that is written, and I don't know, um, I don't know how it'll be for me when I get done with this episode, if I'm willing to let the card be the full embrace, I, I think it is, but um, if I was to leave anything here in this thinking out loud, Honor your creativity and respect your pen. And um, for me, what that means is someone who who writes. Um, it's not about being big and it's not allowing myself to be small. It's allowing myself to shine and be great in what I am and allowing myself to see myself is, is who I want to be. Not being afraid of how it looks, not being afraid of, of how it may seem, but is my approach right? Is my delivery right? And am I making sure that I am not restraining the light that I carry? Am I allowing myself to stand in these moments that are tough, that can be um, a little too much sometimes, that can make your legs buckle? But am I standing in those moments? Am I allowing myself to just be who I want to be on my terms? I don't, I don't care how the world sees the terms or how the world sees me. I don't care if a friend that's known me for a day or a friend that's known me for all of my days sees me and not understands what is going on, what's taking place. If you can't understand 
where I'm going and what I'm doing and how I'm facing ambiguity and how I'm stepping into uncomfortable spaces, then um, I don't really know what to say. And to be truthfully honest, I give no fucks to say it. <laughs> this is not this is not about you. It's about me. For once in my life, I can actually say with full confidence that I get that. There were times before that I, I attempted to do what I've been doing. I've attempted to try and be indifferent. No, I couldn't get it done because I didn't believe in that in that prime objective that I demand my slice of happiness. I choose joy. I <laughs> choose me. And that's that's been hard this series for me because I've had to say I a lot more than I've ever said in my, <laughs> my life. I'm not an I person naturally. But looking at some of the things that I want to accomplish are, and, and when I say that, let me be clear, as far as <laughs> one of the things that's been very interesting for me right now is in the workspace. I, I just seek to do good work, make a decent amount of money, um, be very smart with it as I've always been smart with my money and continue on the plan. I have a plan that self-sustains and allows me to move. I just need a job that pays to let me do it. As far as, you know, trying to be the best there or trying to win a war, all that's in the past for me. I, I'm going to be the best in anything I touch or that I do. That is the the demand of where I move. But I can't be any more on that side than what I'm willing to be on my personal side. I've neglected Jemiath for so long, um, trying to live up to who um, – the full man was on that work since. I remember one of the, the, the scary things I once said was when I put the badge on, I know who that man is. I'm full of life. I'm full of confidence. And in a true Gemini fashion, when I take that badge off, I don't know who I am. And it's like, oh my God, what are you saying? <laughs> Years later, what I meant to say was when I put the badge on, People see a professional. People see a poised, a confident person. And in kind, I put on a uniform, I and they don't look the same, and I, I dress nice. I got my own swag. But I put on things that make me feel good, put on the colognes that make me feel good, and I, I got my swag. I feel my style. So anything that I'm saying or that I'm doing, I'm doing it with the utmost confidence. Why wouldn't I do that in my own personal life? Because for so long, I've been letting the train leave the station without getting on it. And recently, I've been getting on that train. And recently, I've been doing things that have made me happy. And recently, I've been taking more time to kind of listen to my own spirit, my own soul. I've taken the time to sit and not be critical of how I feel, but to nurture it. If I feel sensitive about a situation, not stuffing it down deep and saying, get over it, but to actually let it flourish and bloom into maturity and say, okay, why do I feel this way? Why do I feel sad or mad or happy about this? Is this bringing me peace? If it's not, then how can we create boundaries so that we can move toward the prime objective, which is demanding my happiness, choosing my joy, choosing myself. Part of that is 
where this card will lie when we move into the next segment and when we move into the positivity wall. You're going to get the the last three stanza of this. And so the episode and how I wrote it was off of the three stanza, not the five, because I felt like the five would take you into a, a different part. So I'm going to leave the the main the the first two stanza in this. I think that's what this thinking out loud will be. Honor your creativity, respect your pen. Um, I grew up and writing poetry or writing short stories like I did. I was always odd. I was always a nerd. I fell in love with stories. I fell in love with you know reading and and just really great character utilization development. Just the connection seeing a person's journey from the start of who they are until the finish. Sometimes I could be a little snob about movies too, even books at times, but I've stopped doing that. What I learned a few years ago is to find the beauty in things that you can't see beauty in naturally, to take in all types of form and and respect the center. The center is the artist. If someone is creating art, then you get to see how they view their world, the, how they view the world with their point of view. And I think there's beauty in that. So I struggled as an artist because I was trying to let my point of view, you know, come out into the world. And then I started to allow the world to tell me how my point of view should be because of the likes and all that. I don't, I don't, I don't care about that anymore. <laughs> Truly. And I've talked about that before. I don't. What I care about is making art that makes me feel amazing and sharing it because I'm not going to hide my art anymore. Just not. And so when I talk about I'm respecting my pen, it's not doubting it. It's not downing it. It's continuing to work, continuing to push myself to be a better artist, to be a better writer. Could I have already made my great works? Could this positivity wall, the writing of it, even, you know, just producing it, could this be my, no, it's not. <laughs> could something I wrote in the past be my best work? No, it's not. I'm leaving you my legacy, but my best work, I haven't found it yet. And I know it. And that's what makes me excited because maybe I write a story Maybe I write a poem that really resonates. I don't know. But it makes me excited. Because I'm honoring my creativity. I'm trying to make myself better. And I would hope that all of you in your creative ways, may not be art, may just be something else, that you are honoring your creativity. And you're respecting your craft. Where I would put pen, you would put craft. You could even put, I could have even put art there, but I felt my pen because at times I would allow myself to feel small in a space where I don't need to be small. It doesn't have to make sense. I remember writing stories or writing poems centered on my experience and then literally taking parts of it apart. Similar to this positivity wall, I wrote five stanza for the card. You're going to get three when we move to the positivity wall because I left the first two here. Why? Because if you add the first two here to the three you're about to get, it centers this positivity wall 
just on me as an artist. But by taking it out, it allows me to be so much more. I used to be critical of how I would pull apart a poem and try to make it fit within a story. And what I've learned is, is that wasn't, that wasn't being bad. It's the intention behind it. Was I pulling apart the poem because I didn't want my friends worrying about me or seeing me tell a story? Yeah. Then I was doing it for the wrong reasons. But when I pull apart poems sometimes to make the story connect and feel better, then I am doing my part as an artist to give you the view from my eyes in the world. I'm writing a story, whether it's love, sadness, happiness, whatever, from my point of view, from my experience. I'm not afraid of to, to be the artist that I once was. I'm not afraid of him anymore. I'm not afraid of his truth. I say that here because there are a lot of people in the world who are afraid of making mistakes. I used to be that guy. <laughs> Hell, I work at a job. I'm going to make mistakes all the time. <laughs> Made mistakes ever since I started working here. And I hold on to, I've, I've got the note under my keyboard every day. It says, we pay you to make mistakes. I think it's one of the greatest lines corporations should adopt because that's what it is. It's a hedge. I'm hedging a bet that if you make a mistake, it's going to cost me this much money. You're going to learn from that mistake and you're going to make me more because people matter, right? Yeah. So my artistry matters too. I made mistakes. I've worried about the wrong things. I tried to get lost in certain things. I worried about how people saw it, but I am at a space where I'm turning a corner and it's beautiful because I don't really care if you seek negativity. What I seek from you is I seek the experience, how it made you feel. And I'm not sensitive anymore. My art is something that's personal to me, but I know how it makes me feel. And now I'm going to push to see how it makes others feel and not be afraid of it. I'm going to enjoy it. <laughs> so as we look forward to the episode today, honor your creativity and respect your craft. It doesn't have to be professional. It can be personal. There's so much beauty when you allow yourself to be fully yourself. I would not be the man I am today if I wasn't the artist I am. And I've come a long way in my art and I've come a long way to push myself and to do things that have pushed the tide or pushed against the thought processes of people. And I'm gonna piss a lot more people off before I'm done. <laughs> but that's what art's about. It's about feeling. How does the feeling resonate with you? Yeah. All right. So we are going to take you into the 18th installment. This is your positivity wall. Volume 18. The card reads <laughs> as follows. Follow your heart. Beautiful moments occur when you're vulnerable and free. The card reads again, your positivity wall, volume 18. Follow your heart. Beautiful moments occur when you're vulnerable and free. And so, you know, you listen into the open 
um, in the opening where I talk about, you know, the two lines before that and, and how, you know, I, I left the thinking out loud for that. I didn't bring it into this because really this space was just about being true to self. Um, and like I said, even if I had the, the two other lines here, I could have been true to myself, but uh, to reign true to what I've been doing here on the positivity wall, it, it, it was in the movement and the progression of growth of self, not necessarily an aspect of it, our area, like my pen or, my writing um this was about you know everything that i have been doing allowing myself the time to heal allowing myself the time to to step into spaces that i normally wouldn't step into spaces that are a bit terrifying for me and and that's being honest because it puts me in a space where i'm not comfortable where i don't run or control um this space and sometimes you have to break free from that. You know, I've watched a lot of content over my time away from work before I came back to work talking about, you know, where we sit now as far as men and women and how we deal with each other and just people and how you've got to hold back your feelings and you can't be too weak and you can't be too this, and you can't be too that. And it just, the crazy thing about it, it, it just reminded me of growing up of how, there was always these labels that were put on me and that people felt that I was weak in this and I was a baby or I was just, I was too emotional. And I think that it's important to know the people in your life in which you can be vulnerable with, be completely free, be completely yourself. And I think it's important for you to know when you have to put your guard up. I mean, that that's a very important distinction you should know. Um, but to hide who you are, to hide elements of it, to survive, that's going to be necessary at times. Um, for me, I've done it, you know, in the workplace, I did it for 17 years, uh, hid certain parts because I knew that's not the part they wanted. (laughs) Um, now I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not like that. I'm not rocking the boat, of course, where I'm at right now, because you don't have enough time in to, to rock the boat. I'm learning, but before, you know, I played in this space and was trying to impress and I don't, you know, I've got enough tenure now. It doesn't mean that I don't respect those who come before me or that will come after me. It just means to me, if I am to follow my heart, I have to just be me. And the way to be that is just to be, just to be free, vulnerable and free. And it it took me quite some time to come to this realization that I can be this person doesn't mean that I'm some emotional blubbering mess. It just means that I'm going to say what I feel. I'm going to feel what I say. And I'm going to be very poignant with my response and intentional with what I say and do. I'm not someone who's going to leak my words or my energy or even my feelings. I'm someone who's going to be to the point. And so it's led to some very awesome discussions with some friends. It's led to some... (laughs) Some interesting ones because I'm not in a place anymore where I care how a friend feels that they believe how I feel. Like you don't understand. For years, I might have been giving you a wall or a shade of me because it was a survival technique. It was a way for me to get through. 
I see mutual things in you that I like. We're cool. Great. But doesn't mean that you have the keys to my castle. I see a lot of people in these days who they wouldn't be able to make it without their friends. <laughs> I was raised from a young age to make it by myself. And that's a dangerous thing, too, because at times it allows me to go into a place where I can shun everything. And, you know, to friends who have had to deal with that, I'd imagine it's tough. <laughs> but it's no tougher than someone dismissing you completely. And I'm not someone who ever dismisses anyone completely. I mean, I know what it's like to be dismissed completely. I've never done that to any friend. There are times where I must leave your side because I have to go restore myself or I have to go do something for myself. It's not about you. It's about me. And I'm going to go do what I believe I need to do for myself. That's what's most important to me. People are not going to understand it. They're not going to like it. Um, you know, it is what it is. We have to stand tall and me committing to this positivity wall, me committing to this process is saying that I refuse to just take what I've been taking. I demand my happiness. I demand my joy. Um, I choose me, you know, I'm going to do that. How am I going to do it? Well, this is where we're at. The way I'm going to do it is I'm going to follow my heart and I'm going to be vulnerable and I'm going to be free. It doesn't mean that I'm going to be gullible. It just means I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to be in a space in which people are going to critique me and I'm going to accept their critiques. Uh, the way I used to look at certain critiques outside of how I was is that you couldn't critique me because you don't know me. Even, even some of the people closest to me, you don't know me well enough. You've only got pieces and, and, and puzzles of me. You haven't gotten me. So I'm not going to let you into the kingdom to get that because people are shit. <laughs> they are. People are situational at best. And when I say that, people are like, no, you know, I think they're, no, <laughs> let me break down that message for you. Human beings are situational creatures. Why? Let me tell you. Imagine you're rich. Life's going great for you. Everything's good. Now you lose all your money. Now you have to go back to being a common person and figuring out how to make your money and make money and do this and that. If you've enjoyed that high life, you might not have the work ethic to go get it. You might just decide to go take it. <laughs> um, as a father, if something should happen to my son, if someone should take my son from me, I don't know who I would be. I wouldn't be the person that's talking to you right now. I'd be the worst of me. We're situational creatures. And so when human beings don't understand that principle of how one moment can take you from being the best of yourself to the worst of yourself, when people don't want to sit in that and believe it and they just think, oh, no, I'm Christian. I'm this. I'm great. <laughs> I don't have time for it. <laughs> I, I, I just I'm going to be honest with you. I don't have time for it. We are situational creatures. There is one existential crisis awaiting you to test your resolve. And truth be told, there are the human beings that are really great, that it doesn't matter how many crises they face, they will continue to be a rock and their resolve will remain true. Those are the people who have 
high willpower, high morals. They built themselves to who they are. They've walked a certain path, and they will never waver from it, no matter how the environment around them changes. But for the most part, human beings are situational. And so I think even the closest of friends around me, I I always equate it to like a circle. I would always keep people on the fringe of that circle. You are never going to be on the inside of it. And I think this is an important conversation to have, to put it into record, because it's something that for a long time I've never really talked about, um, but it's here. And for any friend that wants to source it, all you got to do is come to the Positivity Wall 18. I'm going to give you this story. I'm going to give you this reference. And then I'm going to give you what you know how I learned and where I'm going now. And so I grew up having to be around the wolves. And for me, feeling small because I didn't understand that I was big. I was bright. I was beautiful. I was all these magnificent things. But when people don't like you or people don't like what you stand for or they are afraid of you or jealous of you, they will tend to make you feel smaller than what you are. So I retreated in myself for safety. I learned compartmentalization. I learned how to survive. And it suited me well, especially as a black man, because I haven't died in, in the real world because of, of that kind of cautious nature. But that cautious nature has costed me at times friendships, even cost me relationships because I'm not moving at the speed nor the intensity or tenacity that the other person may want. I will not apologize for that. I'm not. The fact is, is that the the environment of which you are raised in or that you come up in has a significant effect on the makeup of who you are as a person. And um, one of the things I talked about, I don't think I've talked about it on the series, but I've, I've talked about it before is, I remember feeling like I was just this big liar, this big hypocrite, because there were people who would look at me and think that I was so amazing. But I was like, how am I so amazing if you can't see in one breath that I am helping you because I am running from my own heartbreak? Like, I literally have to remain in action or move because the moment that I slow down or I stop, I have to deal with everything that I compartmentalized. So (laughs) you feel like you're this big liar, but I'm a bigger liar than you because I can put on this mask and walk in here and make you feel like I'm fine when I am breaking on the inside. And then I just learned I was really great at compartmentalization, which can help you be a, a, a pretty good liar. I'm not a good liar when it comes to like, I guess the things that matter outside of me, like if someone's like, Hey, are you going to come at this time? And I know I don't want to come. I'm not good at that lie, but when it comes to not, you know, not trying to make people be aware of my depression or the fact that at times I wanted to take my own life, come on, man. I was good at hiding that. And so what I learned about that level of um, compartmentalization or that level of sadness is that similar to someone who is an alcoholic, someone who has any addiction problem, you are compounded by keeping this secret in the dark and you will do anything within your power to keep it there. The difference when people are depressed, it's harder to to obtain that level of vision unless you've been in it or unless you know what to look for. 
it's not as easy to spot as like an alcoholic because you start seeing people fall and trip, slur. Like, no, you got to look. You got to look in between the smiles to find the sadness within that smile. That's hard for people to notice sometimes. You got to hang on to the words those people say. You got to watch how they look. And that requires certain levels of EQ. But to my point, there's times where I've created certain walls to allow a person into a certain side of me, but you would never get all of me. There's times where I put on certain masks to give you what I believe you wanted. I've done that with a lot of friends. I've given, I believe that this is what you wanted of me. You wanted Jam to be this way. So I gave you this version. And what I learned about that is in the end, the people who really rock with me, the people who really care about me, that's not what they wanted. They wanted, they wanted me to be me. They wanted me to, they wanted to experience me and all the goodness of me and not any of those limitations at all, at all. And I, what did I do? I was moving to checkmate by trying to figure out how to get to the final piece, trying to, you know, and so there's a lot of time in my life I wasted because I was thinking two steps ahead of a friend trying to complete a move instead of actually live life. When you're the overthinker, when you're the compartmentalizer or the overachiever, you will tend to always be trying to be four or five steps ahead so that when a lot of moments like deja vu moments, they feel like that, to be honest, like it feels like it's a simulation because you've already thought of what this person's going to say. And now they're saying it and you're like, yep, I'm, I'm pretty damn good. And then life kind of it feels like you're you're at a you're sped up and they're slowed down. And so it sometimes it gets boring. It's like certain people, I can only take so much of their energy because I can read you like a book. Now I'm not interacting with a human being. I'm just waiting for them to complete, I guess, the sentences in the book that I already wrote for them. Odd, huh? Yeah. But a lot of times you'll have friends who believe that they understand your psyche enough because they've been around you. They understand certain parts. They don't understand everything because they're not you. That's one. And two, there's a certain element of like friends that I have that are not black that don't understand the elements of what it is to be Jemiah, but be black in this country and to wake up in rage, to wake up angry, to wake up sad because at any moment my life can be snuffed from me and I didn't do anything. To, to have to go work for corporations where there are people who are dumber than me, who are in higher positions and make more money than me. There are people who want to tell me what to do or want to collaborate about certain things, but they should be shining my shoes, for lack of better terms. I think, you know, that is the frustrating part. And I... I won't say I've handled it with grace from the outside. People wouldn't see it. I keep my mouth shut about certain things. I'm very smart about how I deliver my, you know, input into situations because I think it's very important that people shut up sometimes. You know, share your secrets with the wind, never discuss them with a human. It's, it's it's something I wrote once. (laughs) The wind ain't going to tell your secrets, but another human will. 
because that's how humans work. We're all Rubik's Cubes. We're all trying to figure each other out. But if you want to survive, you got to keep some shit to yourself. You tell somebody that you're going to do this great thing, and then they snuff you out of it. What do you expect them to do? It's human nature, right? All the while being that way, I wasn't following my heart. I wasn't being vulnerable and free. I wasn't allowing those beautiful moments to occur. Why? Because I was always plotting the next move. This was a move to checkmate. This wasn't letting life be what it is. (laughs) Be present. Today is the gift. Be present. Today is the gift. That's what I keep thinking about. As I went through this positivity wall, as I've gotten to this point, as we're wrapping around the corner to wrap this up, to say that this this card here for me um, was important to me because I spent a lot of time not allowing my natural light to shine. There are people around me who could see my light, even sometimes brighter than I, I even could project it because they could feel how it radiated off of me. But I was hiding. <laughs> I wasn't connecting. I only connected for money, for profit. I didn't connect on a on a spiritual or a, um, psychological level, on a level outside of the money. Everything I'd done is to to build a life where I could be free within the confines of the rules I set. Now I would I would tell any of you do the same thing. If you're smart with your money then there is no job in the, on the earth that you couldn't walk away from. The moment that you're not smart with your money, now you don't have that freedom to walk away from certain jobs. That's just the trick with it, you know? And that's the truth. That's what we have to get better at, right? Be present. Today is the gift. Be in the now. Can't, you know, I can't allow external forces or the environment to be the reason why I'm stopped. At first, that's why. That's why I was hiding. And then I got so used to the warmth of of hiding that it was me who was stopping me. It was me who wasn't allowing myself to be the best of me. So I had to start with myself accountable, you know, I have friends who would say things and I would keep kind of push them off because they were, they were, you know, a good 60, 70% all the way true to it, but they weren't a hundred percent. They weren't reaching all the way in the right direction. And then I just had to be honest and say, Hey, look, that 60, 70%, that's enough. Forget that they don't understand this level of, of you. Like you got to hold yourself to, to a certain level of accountability. If when you run in, if you, if when you walk into a door, you are already figuring out how you can exit it, how are you actually being in the moment? (laughs) How? So I, you know, spent these last five years finding temperature gauges, having friends who can test my temperature. They're not many. I can count them on one hand. But at the same time, sitting back and actually being able to test my own temperature the right way and saying, Hey, okay. You know, this situation is not that the one thing that I have to get better at is when there's a temperature check and I feel like "Eh, I didn't handle that right. 
um, not apologizing and then just walking away. Cause that's what I've been doing <laughs> to a lot of friends. If I feel like something goes wrong, I'll say, Hey, look, I was wrong. It's on me. And then I just kind of go in, I just go into an opposite direction. And part of that comes from the environment I was raised in of like, okay, now you're shamed. Now you need to go sit your ass down by yourself and be quiet, but I'm learning. I'm learning. And like I've talked about before, reflection's a very important part of it. Reflection's a very um, integral piece to how I'm actually learning to be a better version of myself, to be better. It's just what I'm doing and and, and where I am going and where I'm going to be. If I do not reflect, I'm not going to get to that state that I want to get to. I'm not going to get to that place. And I'd be damned if I don't get there because I've worked too hard. And I've encountered too much loss to not fight enough for myself because I'm the gift. I'm the present. So all of this about ambiguity, all this about being uncomfortable. <laughs> we, we can't give up. So you shouldn't either. Follow your heart. Where does that lead you? It can only lead you to a place of happiness if you're willing to receive it. That's where the beautiful moments, you know, occur. That's where all this stuff is amazing. Be, you know, being vulnerable and free. Scary, huh? Yeah. 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 We live in a world now where you got to be super tough, right? Got to keep it all in. Got to hold it back. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm just throwing it. I'm throwing off the side of the boat. Here, take take my shit. I'm not afraid anymore. I'm not afraid at all. I'm not afraid to say that I grew up and there were some things that were very fucked up in my environment. There were there were people who let me down. There were people who broke my heart from adults all the way to being an adult. I've had my heart broken, but that's part of life, right? You can you don't appreciate life as much as if you don't feel pain in it. If, if every one of us lived life and we didn't feel pain, we wouldn't appreciate the beauty of what life is about. Triumphing, pushing through, having a resolve, knowing when to stand up for yourself, knowing when to say no, allowing ourselves to accept the yes. As I talked about, I think in 13, Taking the compliments, understanding their gifts, receiving the blessings and the flowers that are rightfully ours, and not allowing ourselves to just be lost in this plane where we give in to depression or to despair or to our grief. We understand that there's so much more to the, the hard times. There's so much more to the darkness because there will be light again. The light always comes back. Yeah, there will be times where it's going to be dark. Yeah, there will be times where it sucks. But that's not it. That's not everything. We can get to this place that's beautiful. If we're willing to follow our heart. <laughs> and so for me, it hadn't been easy. It has not been easy. 
but I've really been turning that corner on this positivity wall (laughs) and in my own life. I'm not allowing people to control my narrative, but at the same time, I'm not allowing myself to miss out on such so many great things. I'm choosing myself. I'm putting myself first. And I'm not allowing anyone else to take that from me. And if they don't like that, well, I don't, I'm not really looking for a comment. <laughs> Go live your life. I'm going to do the same. I'll tell you why next. So my my why um, would be I've never really cared what people had to say. But what I learned about how I interact or how I feel is that um, I can get really sensitive about what people say. And I think it's because when you – the <laughs> how I'm, I'm going to say it like this. I believe that – this affected how I handled ambiguity. See, I, before I went through that season with Mr. Lou and he taught me how to face it, I was someone who would not make snap judgments. I could make an observation, but an observation wasn't the critical sticking point. You know, people make snap judgments and judgments of people every day and they make, they breathe life into it. And that's what that person is. And I spent my life being judged and misunderstood and misrepresented, and it would frustrate me. And I spent my, until I was 18, I had no voice to actually stop my family or people around my family to stop viewing me in that way. I wanted my own voice and I didn't get to have it until I became an adult and left my mom's house. And that was tough um, because I spent so many years just wanting to speak and not being able to in that way. And so I I would find myself getting really frustrated when people thought they had a right to make a snap judgment on me. You don't fucking know who I am. <laughs> That's what I would think. Like, But I know better than most people that silence is one of the greatest weapons ever. So I'd never let you see me pissed off at you. I would never let you. You would just get the shoulder and I'd keep it moving. Now, those tools have been very successful for me to deal with stupid people. But the cost of learning those techniques was I was sitting in a world where I constantly had a pessimistic view, even though I'm naturally an optimistic soul. You're getting a positivity wall. This is 18. We're almost to 20. Positivity walls couldn't be created if I wasn't an optimistic person. This would be the negativity wall. I'm naturally an optimistic soul. But when you are constantly like, it's one of the sayings I used to say. Um, when I worked as a manager in retail, if you hang around dirt long enough, you're going to get dirty. And it's true. So if you hang around negativity long enough, eventually the negativity will get on you and you will become a part of it. I had to learn how to resist this. The last five years have been really tough to kind of walk me out of it, to actually stand in front of a person. And when they think they understand to kind of put them kindly in the seat they belong in. And I will continue to do that (laughs) because I have a right to, one, um, clear who I am, clear it up exactly who I am. But two, I actually have to add value to the conversation. My why in this is stepping out of a zone of which I let people assume who I am and I actually can tell and show them who I am. I will not accept your words for me. 
anymore. I only accept what I put out in the world. I do not accept what you get to make of me. And I used to get overly sensitive about that because I was like, I've, I always try to be, do the best. Even when I screw up, I own it. I own it. My intentions were good. And then they turned out the situation turned bad, but I'm owning it. And it pisses me off that people just don't try to see the best in people. Even when I get frustrated in the world, I continue to extend my grace to believe that every person who gets out of their bed are trying to do it for a good reason. There's not some person out of getting out of bed going, I'm about to punch people today. I'm about to knock over somebody's trash can or do something worse. But we know those people are out there. The optimism in me is that we are all trying to do great things here. I'm asking you to follow your heart. You don't have to. I'm going to follow mine. Because <laughs> I want more beautiful moments. I want to see beautiful things. And I've been enjoying myself being vulnerable. I've been enjoying myself being free. I'm in, I've been enjoying myself just being completely authentic. Not feeling like I'm having to hide. I don't have anything to hide. I seek to connect, (laughs) but sometimes the way I do it is probably not the best. So as I call to close, I want you to remember it's all in what we do. It's all in how we handle ourselves in the environment that we are in the environment can take you for a ride. It can create certain behaviors or habits, but you have to learn that the environment that you were in doesn't mean that that's who you'll always be. And a lot of people who came from shit and are great, and a lot of people came from greatness and are shit. So that should show you how environment works. Environment can affect the state of mind, and affecting your state of mind over time can allow you to believe that this is who you're supposed to be. But every day you get the opportunity to rewrite who you go, who you are going to be. Because remember, <laughs> today is the gift. Be present. And that's what it's all about. It's about you being present in each moment that you get. Because what is a life without the pain? What is, a, what is pain without life? They go together. You got to go through some shit to appreciate that journey. When you get to the outcome, when you get to the result and you're stronger, you're like, damn, I went through some shit. I made it. Man, it made me smarter. It made me wiser. Won't do that again. But man, thinking about it, like I thought this was the hardest thing I was ever going to deal with. And I realize it's not. That's what all this is about. So if you're young and you listen, if you're old and you listen, you get another chance Right now, to write your history, to write your legacy. Right now, I'm writing mine. I'm writing mine. Well, it's already written, but I'm, you know, producing this. (laughs) So that when I'm gone, when the internet is, is, is advanced to, you think it, you have a question about it, and you think it, and boom, the information pops up. If someone ever stumbles upon a seven letter name, it starts with a J, 
And the Y is not only used as an I, but a Y. <laughs> the Y is the most coolest part of my name, how it's used. That's what stumbles people when it comes to my name. I'll be around. I'm watering my flowers right now. And hell, I'm smelling some of them too, but I'm watering them so that the day comes when I'm long gone. Maybe it's my son who sees it. Maybe it's my grandkids who sees it. Hell, <clears throat> maybe it's 10 generations from me. I don't know. I don't care. The point is, this was a place for me to find refuge when I had no other voices that could give it to me. That's what I created this audio journal situation podcast for. The positivity walls were created to show you that I am turning the corner. That everything that I was, that I was, everything that was who I am doesn't keep me being who I am. <laughs> That's going to sound crazy, but it's just, it, it's, it's really simple. Who I was yesterday is not who I am today. There are parts of who I was yesterday that are still here with me and I will carry with me, but there are old parts that I've shed to create new parts because every day that I get is a gift. And every gift that I get, I'm going to unwrap and I'm going to enjoy. Even when the days are tough, even when the moments are hard, the hard moments are there so that when I follow my heart, the beautiful moments will come. So no matter where you are, no matter what you are going through, I ask you to listen and I hope that you know that you are amazing, you are beautiful, and you are loved. Yeah. I would like to take the time to thank you for joining this jam talk for today. That's it. That's the end. There's no, nothing else to say. Go back to your, your regularly scheduled program. Chew knows it.